Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio. Brought to you by OnPay, Atlanta's new standard in payroll. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Atlanta Business Radio, and this is going to be a fun one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, OnPay. Without them, we couldn't be sharing these important stories. Today on Atlanta Business Radio, we have Monique Cheneau with Revolt Black News Studios. Welcome, Monique. Well, thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about Revolt. How are you serving folks? We're really excited to be here in Atlanta. Uh, we just are erecting, we're under construction, but we've already started started production um, on our first new studios for the network media company. Um, so here in Atlanta is where we're building our production hub. And out of this production hub that we build right on Peachtree in the heart of uh, Midtown will be where we produce all of our um news programming, um, alternative um, programming, and all of our documentaries to sort of like a think tank creative center for that. So um, we just uh, finished our first show two weeks ago. Another one went out yesterday, um, you know, straight from that Petri location to the world. And uh, our whole team is based there. Everybody's back in the offices um, so it's really exciting what we're doing. Um, we see what we do as sort of a public service announcement, honestly, um, even though it is news to our commute to black communities and anybody else who's interested in the culture throughout throughout the country, because um, we really do work to um, highlight and put the focus on uh, many stories that are un- untold or 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 not told through a um, authentic black lens. Can you give us an idea of some of the content that you expect to be um, kind of being rolled out in the, maybe the next three to six months? I would say that we are pretty laser focused on a lot of social justice issues um, and keeping everyone honest. Um, But, you know, our content varies from depending on what is pressing from you know, socio-political to socio-economic um, to, you know, community-based things. We also highlight a lot of, you know, people who are doing great things in the community. Um, but we see ourselves as a voice for, you know, the unheard. I mean, like, you know, this week we when we covered the Ukrainian um Russian conflict or the Russian invasion of Ukraine, um, of, of the Ukraine, we really focused on, um, you know, on the black immigrants who were not being allowed to to leave the, the country. Um, and so um, that may 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 be something that wasn't focused on in other outlets, but we wanted to sort of shed a light on that um, in this particular um episode, we also looked at, you know, black gun ownership and the responsibility of it because it has, you know, skyrocketed, particularly over the last couple of years since the COVID pandemic. Um, We paid tribute to, you know, Trayvon um, Martin and his family, you know, 10 years after that very tragic um, murder. 
So, you know, sort of there is. And then we did, you know, something that is affecting us in a social way, which are dating scams, because so many people have chosen to date online and through apps since, uh, you know, since uh, since the pandemic as well. We covered the, you know, the black um, walk of fame, which is here in Atlanta last week. So it really does. Um, we do try to encompass and meet everybody where they're at in all different aspects of, of the news. Now, what was uh, kind of the strategy behind having the studios here in Atlanta? Uh, obviously the, they could have been placed anywhere in the country. Well, you know, we, we really did see Atlanta. Mr. Combs has been in Atlanta for many, many years. He was one of the first people sort of from Hollywood, New York, who came down and did a lot of um, uh, first me, uh, music here. But, you know, we really did identify, and I think obviously many people do, um, Atlanta as not only the Black business capital, but also the Black culture capital. Um, we think it is the perfect place in reflection of, you know, real Black people throughout the country. You know, when you deal with sort of like L.A. and New York, and I am a, you know, a fourth generation Angelino, <laughs> but they can, they can sort of become thought bubbles, Right. But Atlanta, I think, really hits people in a very, very real place, um, which is why I think a lot of of black culture sort of stems from here. So um, not only that, we also thought as as the black business capital. Right. And then um, um, Atlanta has such a wonderful tradition in, um, you know, historically black colleges and universities. So when you look at all of those things, I think that it is, you know, honestly, the perfect destination for um, a black owned and operated um, news center. Now, is the content going to be like what's the ratio in terms of hard news and, uh, you know, like kind of that breaking news, like you were able to get on top of the Ukraine issue as it was probably happening, um, as opposed to maybe more like you said, this is a hub for entertainment and music and things like that. Is it, do you have an idea of the balance of those uh, different areas of content? Yeah, I would say that depending on what the news cycle, you know, the things that are sometimes I would, you know, right now, the first thing that we have um, launched is revolt black news weekly, which is our flagship um, news series. And so I would say that that showed the first three, it's an hour show. And I would say the first, you know, three blocks or so are probably a little bit more harder news. Um, and then there's always an entertainment and pop culture segments, which I would say probably the last two segments. But, um, you know, we reserve the right to sort of mix that around depending on, you know, sort of what's in the news cycle that week. Right. Um we hope to get to a place where we're doing daily news um, um, as we continue to round out the team. And we are really looking for a lot of, you know, local talent producing, editing, graphics talent um, here. So hopefully we get to that place. Where we're doing something that is really immediate. But we do use um, all of our social platforms to um, and we're building out RBN digital um, and social. Um, so it's even separate from Revolt Proper. So we are um, delivering news in a more immediate way through those channels as well. And then it'll primarily is online. Is it going to go to, um, you know, 
cable streaming? Like, is, how is it going to be distributed? Yes. Um, the show um, premieres on Thursday nights at nine o'clock. Um, and then um, we also put several of the segments up on YouTube, our YouTube channel, um, Revolt YouTube, and also Revolt Black News YouTube. Um, and then um, the full show you can find on the Revolt app. So if you just go in and download the app, all of the programming is there as well. So is that going to be the primary um, kind of distribution point is through the app? So it's controlled by your team? Yeah, I would say linear first um, because we serve all of our, um, our, our, you know, all of our cable carriages. And then we also have the, those, the other aforementioned channels. So it's on cable as well as uh, online. Absolutely. Um, Thursday nights at nine is when it premieres on Revolt, the cable network. And then so that so you're going to try to get on um, more cable networks, like more satellite, more, you know, every place that can possibly be. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Our um, our team works on that nonstop. Um, We are on, you know, um, a a lot of the different, you know, on Comcast, on Charter. um, You know, we're in a great percentage of American homes. And then we just continue to expand that. And then is it also like, could you get it on a Roku or some of the streaming services? Um, We're working on those, a lot of those partnerships now, you know, we're doing some work with, with, um, I don't want to speak out of turn. Right. But so you're working on expanding in that area as well. We are expanding in that area. Absolutely. So now, um, what has been the most rewarding part for you um, in your kind of career and journey and get involved in this type of initiative? Oh, wow. Um, I mean, it is sort of, you know, I've, I've been a journalist slash executive producer for, you know, um, a, a journey that is, has, has spanned over 25 years. And I would say, you know, hands down, this is probably one of the most exciting parts of the journeys that I, that, that I have um, embarked upon um, the opportunity to do something that is unapologetic, that is disruptive, um, that's confrontational, that keeps everybody honest. Um, and then also serves, you know, underserved communities. Um, and, you know, so I'm like pinching myself, you know, it's unbelievable to be able to have this opportunity. So, um, and then to work for a creative uh, visionary like, uh, Sean Combs, you know, it's just, you know, honestly stuff that dreams are made of, um, and under the direction of, you know, I mean, just a really young, I I, I call him a young genius, Detavio um, Samuels was our CEO. The team here has just been really amazing. Now, has there been a story, maybe even from your past, uh, that can encapsulate this giving a voice to folks that aren't typically heard? Is there something that you would like, you know, where at the end of the day that when that story's told, you'll be like, this is exactly the stories I want to be telling and this is the impact that I'd like to be making? You mean like something that we're working on? Or just something from your past that said that this is a story that's so important that I just wish more people knew about this type of uh, issue or this type of a person. And it'll kind of um, encapsulate what the vision of the network is. 
Um, you know what? I would say it was, it would, it, this is probably the best example. Over 10 years ago, um, back when I was at NBC News, there was a young woman who went missing, um, who was from uh, South L.A., a community called Watts, L.A., which is probably one of, probably one of the poorest communities in L.A. County. And she went missing um, after, you know, driving all the way to Malibu, which is, you know, fabled Malibu by the beach. And um, during this time, I had previously covered, you know, sort of like the Natalie Holloway um, tragedy, Chandra Levy, um, Jennifer Wilbin, who was the sort of the runaway bride. And also it was just a stream of women that were going missing during that time that um, the the media chose to, you know, shine some light on. Um, And it led me to look at sort of that narrative, you know, that usually when women who went missing were were covered by the media, they were usually um, rather affluent, almost always white and, you know, attractive um, and sort of filled a certain build. And, um, I started working on this, my Trish Richardson, that was the name of the, of the young woman. And this was long before it became sort of more popular as it has like the last year where people started actually thinking about, Hey, you know, there's all different kinds of people who go missing. Um, and there's a very small critical period um, for, you know, the press and, and quite frankly, for, for law enforcement to get involved um, for there to be any action or any um, possibility of them being found and possibly rescued. Sometimes it's not possible. But it was a story that um, back then nobody sort of wanted to cover. Um, And I had since stayed in touch with the family. In fact, I just saw the mom. um, Tragically, her, her, her remains were found about a year later. But the story was heartbreaking for me. I related to the young woman and... That's a story that today, if that happened on Revolt Black News, it would be our top story. You know, it would be a headline. So to be able to have a platform where you don't have to jump on the sort of media news bandwagon, you have the wherewithal to um, um, and the, the, the bandwidth to think outside of the box and just do stories that you know are important. That is what makes this particular assignment so um, um, special, you know, for, for, for me. And so important. I mean, because these are stories that aren't being told. And, and then when someone steps up and says, you know what, this is going to be the place where these stories are told. I think that's important for everybody. I mean, everybody wins when these stories get told. Absolutely. Absolutely. And to, you know, be able to shine a, a, a light on this and hopefully, you know, pay it for for the next time, it'll make a difference. You know, um, news that makes a difference. That's sort of our mantra. Now, is there something uh, that you're looking at as a milestone or an objective that you'll know that, hey, this is really working, we're getting traction and this is something that you'll be high-fiving each other at the end of the week. Is there something that you're looking at to kind of, you know, prove to yourself that this is working and they are getting the traction you desire? Yeah, you know, I mean, every time um, 
you know, we're starting to hear back from the community a lot and saying, oh, you know, this is a story that I've been I've been wanting to hear or I wanted more information about um, this conversation is long overdue. Every time I hear that, I'm like, that's it. You know, that's that that's why we're doing what we do. We had a, a conversation this week on uh, it's uh, HIV AIDS Awareness Month. Um, and, it, you know, a lot of people don't understand that, you know, the contraction rate just amongst African-American people is continues to skyrocket while every other group it is sort of declining. And so to have that conversation about why um, is not a conversation that's going to be had anyplace else. So to be able to do that, you know, um, and have people respond. And if it just touches, you know, uh, anybody and lets them know, okay, you got to take care of yourself. You know, that, that really is the greatest reward. Now, do you feel that this network is going to um, help educate some of the younger folks that maybe have not been paying attention to news and uh, media of this kind um, because they're not, it's not, you know, really they're not being represented. I would, I would tell you this, that is our mission. Exactly. I mean, like, you know, this is not your mother's news network or your mother's news program. Right. And so we are doing everything that we can to communicate with generation Z. And I would say that, you know, 80% of our staff is Gen Z. So it takes a lot more work because, you know, we're bringing everyone along and cultivating new talented. And it's a place where people, a lot of young people are going to cut their teeth um, in journalism. You know, um, everybody here is not from, you know, J school, but um, but they have a passion for information. And so uh, that is exactly our target demo is young people. It's Revolt's target demo, and it is definitely Revolt Black News, the target demo of Revolt Black News. Um, it is it, it is Gen Z and young millennials who we are um, in touch with, I would say, in a, a really special way. Well, if somebody wants to learn more uh, about the network, maybe check out some of the programming, or if they're uh, you know aspiring journalists or want to get involved in the media here in Atlanta, what is the website? What are the best coordinates to do that? Um, RevoltTV.com, hit us up, um, download the app. Um, you'll be able to see all of our programming from entertainment to news um, to things that are more community-driven. Uh, and uh, we're on YouTube. You can hit us on Instagram, Twitter. Um, we're out there. <laughs> well, Monique, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing such important work, and we appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me, Lee. All right, this is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Atlanta Business Radio.